Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Let us pray. Father, unto you be all the glory and the honor and the praise. Let the gathering of God be unto you. Lord, we pray that you will grace us with your presence. Let your spirit grant us understanding hearts. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, have your way and let your will be done. Thank you. Thank you for your touch. Thank you for your healing. Thank you that every burden, every worry, every trouble is rolled away this morning in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let your power touch and perfect that with consensus. Give you all the praise in Jesus' name, and all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Well, like I said, next week is going to be our International Jesus Swollen Sunday. Hallelujah. Swollen Sunday is just next week. Is that not it? Yeah. And the week after, we are going to have first service right here, starting from eight to half nine. First service from eight a.m. to half nine, and the second service the same time from ten. To have twelve, Hallelujah, Amen. But before I preach, I have some of our wonderful uh, uh, brothers and sisters, sons of my father. The prophet has sons also in Eastern Cape, Mutata, PE, Somerset East. Can you? Oh, please, pastors, come. Put your hands together. Let's welcome them. Can I have a microphone? They are bringing us greetings. All right, all right, all right. I think that the wife should stand by them so they don't feel lonely. All right. Okay. So they will tell us their name and where they came from, where they are pastoring. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Reverend Freddy Silebuho from Port Elizabeth. I bring you greetings from Port Elizabeth. Thank you very much. Is that all? Is that a greeting? And uh, you know, it's always a blessing to come home. Yeah. To okay. Are you playing something? I can see something rolling. We always, it is always a blessing to come home. Um, Cape Town is our home. Wow. And, uh, you know, the 
reception that is at home. And every time when you are away and then when you come back from when you're in school, when you go home, food, food at home is different from the one that you buy from the street. So put your hands together. Wow. Okay. from Tata. Wow. I'm uh, Pastor Zama from Tata. Uh, we are always blessed to be your, here. Your wife. And this is uh, standing not, by me yeah. is my wife, Mili uh-huh. Swampele. always a blessing to come around. We always learn new things. Now when we go home, we come back with new things. So, thank you so much for inviting us over to Cape Town. Hallelujah. Well, I greet you and bring you greetings from our church in Somerset East. Amen. We are happy to be here. Some of you only know of Somerset West. The East is there. We are happy to be here. Uh, I'm not alone. I'm with my beautiful wife here. And then there's three more of us they are sitting among you here yeah there's three more we are all the way from somerset east and it's a wonderful place when you're passing through eastern cape you can pass by we will sort you out <laughs> Don't worry. so we would like to thank uh, bishop for calling us to come home we are always looking forward to such an opportunity you're always saying that when is it happening? So when it happens, we are happy. And it's always a sad time when we have to say goodbye. So we are really grateful. Thank you so much, Bishop, for this wonderful opportunity. We are going to implement what you have taught us, and we want to get more. Thank you so much. Somebody put your hands together. Put your hands. That's Reverend Freddie E.E. Pastor Zama Mtata. And the wife mm, and Pastor Lesiba. Put your hands together after the service. Shake their hands, say hello to them. Know them, and your life will never be the same. Thank you, thank you. I did not mention the names of the wives. Oh, okay. Melissa and Dr. Minky. Aha. Okay. Wow, and you are also here. You are also put your hands together for yourself. You are also here. You are also here. Hallelujah. Please be seated. So before I continue, why uh I saw some people, those who came, I saw some pictures. If you can quickly blast it for us. All those coming from Okay, that's Reverend Freddy from PE with his entourage. Okay. All right. 
then we have all the way Pastor Zama from Mutata with okay then Somerset East Pastor Lesiba then all of us there together hallelujah what a blessing amen so it's 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 been a nice time we've been at camp talking about uh, working for God and making sure that we don't end up in heaven alone. The only reason why we are left here is for us to take some people with us to heaven. There is no other reason. There is no other reason. You know, I think that we need to really uh, redefine our verdicts and set things straight. Because for some time, it's become as though we get born again, God saves us, gives us salvation, delivers us from everything that was disturbing us for us to have good life on this earth. We thank God for good life. But if you remember what he said to Moses, he said, go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh, let my people what? Go that the pastors may save me. Oh, sorry, that the prophets among my people will save me. Sorry, that the bishops. What did he say? He said, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve. So serving God is not for privileged few. Serving God is for everyone who God has set free from Pharaoh. If you find yourself that you are not in the enemy's camp, it means God has set you free. And the only reason why he set me free and he set you free is to save him. Hallelujah. But I think that I don't know how we came to a place that it looks like he saved us so that pastors will serve him. It looks like he saved us so that uh, those who are zealous will serve him. Because Moses contended with Pharaoh. He said, look, I'm going away not alone. I'm going with every one of us, our wives, our children, our cattle, even, even our dustpan. We are taking it along to serve God. We are going to serve God with our dustbins, our, our, yeah, we, we won't leave even our nails. But somehow, when we come to God, you know, the things in the Old Testament, they are the canvas, the paintings of what is supposed to happen in the New Testament. Are you here? That is what the Bible said, that a prophet like Moses will God send to you. Somebody who comes and he turns everybody away from slavery, lead them through the wilderness into the promised land. Hallelujah. So God sent Jesus to come and save us. And the only purpose is to serve him. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's look at, uh, we, today is almost the end of our address. There's more things I would like to preach. But let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, reading from verse number 17. Today I will be sharing with you how 
Nehemiah became famous by thinking about others. Nehemiah became famous by thinking about what? Others. If you want to be famous, think about others. How many know uh, Zugabek? Who is he? The, the founder of Facebook. Is he famous? And not only is he famous, but he's also rich because he taught about others. How you will see face, how you will see your face and you will see some other person's face and talk to the person. Yeah, he could have, he could have done it for himself. Do you know what made uh, Blackberry? What caused Blackberry to go down? Is it not, now we don't hear of Blackberry? At all. Before, before, if you don't, if you are important person, you'll be using Blackberry. The security in the Blackberry phone is super unequal. But do you know what they did? They had Blackberry community. And you are able to talk just like how WhatsApp is. But they kept it only to people who had Blackberry. They did not think about others. So if you want to use that facility, you have to be in the Blackberry community. You need to. Then somebody came up and said, I don't mind whether you are using Samsung, Nokia, Chipia, or iPad. Whatever you are using. Me, I'm thinking about others. How others can communicate. How others. It doesn't matter whether you are in, uh, what do you call, forest, whether you are in town. Whether Once you have a phone, you can communicate. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Are you here? Then they made the WhatsApp free. They made that we don't need to buy their phone. They don't even have a phone. It's just an app that you can communicate with anyone, anywhere. For free. Then everybody started using WhatsApp. Then the BlackBerry noticed that, hey, we are in trouble. So now they said, okay, you can also use our own. Then people said, it's too late. You are now thinking about us because somebody has thought about us. We are, we, we are no longer interested. That is why up to now, BlackBerry is not as it used to be. I remember when uh, President Obama became president. He was, I mean, it was like, oh, he's the latest guy. He's a technological survey. He uses BlackBerry and all that. He was competing with one guy called John McCain. And he won. They said, even John McCain may not be able to use a BlackBerry. It was that BlackBerry was the thing. That, I mean, if America president is using BlackBerry, then it looks like he's on top. But because they did not think about others. Now, I don't know if I sample here, I don't know who even have a BlackBerry phone. You see, when you don't think about others, you'll be forgotten like a piece of history. Irrelevant. You will only be famous like Nehemiah when you think about others. I say you will only be famous like Nehemiah when you think about others. And don't tell me you need money to think about others. 
the story of Nehemiah is the story of somebody. You see, how many people are able to uh, build houses in this life? How many? And who are the uh, type? What type of people build houses? What type of people build houses? Rich people, uh-huh. Work, the working class. Even the working class is a certain type of working class. Then which kind of people? Presidents, kings, sons and daughters of kings. Uh-huh. Politicians. Uh-huh. Who are those who are able to build houses? Engineers, professors, the academician. Yeah. People who command a certain wealth. Do you understand? So if you think that you need to be that kind of person in order to build a house, but Nehemiah was not one of this. He was a, a maid, a messenger, a cab bearer. I'm talking about thinking of others. You don't need to have money. You don't need to be so educated. You don't need to be so influential in order to care for others. But your care for others will rather take you from where you are to where you need to be. And he did not, how many people can even build for themselves? And a car bearer, a messenger, a servant, who is not a servant in his own country, but a slave, he has been taken from Jerusalem, okay, Israel, and they are now in Babylon. You are not even a slave in your own country. He's serving in another country. But he thought about not building himself a house. How many people think about even building a fence, a community hall? But a, a messenger, a cup bearer, thought about how can I protect my community? I want to build a fence. Turn your Bibles with me too. Uh, we'll come back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, but I'll go to Nehemiah chapter 1. Nehemiah chapter 1. Let's read from verse number 1. Can we read it together? One, go. The word of Nehemiah, the son of Ahikaliah. And it came to pass in the month of Chislu, in the 12th, mm-hmm, as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came and and I asked. Listen, he was already in slavery, Babylon. Then when he heard, Hanani came, he said, and he asked him, he and a certain Jew, he asked, he he a slave. He's not concerning himself with being a slave and serving his master. He was there thinking about others. A slave, a messenger, a servant. The work you do does not define you. You are more than what you do. Hallelujah. Your heart is important to God. So the Bible says, he was in Shushan, the palace. He was living in a palace. Some of us, if you get to live in a palace, you are, you are in the presidential palace. 
You wouldn't even want anybody to come near. When you hear that there's trouble in your village and they say, God has blessed me. You make the sign of the cross and say, the Lord, thank you for delivering me from all such troubles. It's up to you to find out what you need to do. But me, you even thank God. Thank you for sparing me from this trouble. Thank you. Your thanksgiving will not be, you will not think about what is going through uh, the community or what other people are suffering from. He says that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. Let's read the next verse. And they said unto me, The remnants that are left of the captivity are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken. The gate thereof are burned with fire. Let's continue. Go. And it came to pass when I heard these words, I sat down and wept that and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Let's continue. And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and let's continue. Hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel, thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which I have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house. Verse 7, we have dealt very corruptly with thee, and have not kept the covenant nor the statutes, nor the judgment, which thou commanded thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, if ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, Though there were of you cast out onto the outer part of the heavens, yet will I gather them from thence, and I will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. 10. Now these are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by the great power, by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let thy ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Chapter 2. Verse 1, let's go. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, 
in the twentieth year of Artaxerxes, the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it unto the king. Now I had not been before time sat in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of hearts. Then was I so afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad? When place of my father's sepulchres, lieth waste, and the gave thereof are consumed with fire. Then the king said unto me, For what do thy make requests? So I prayed to the God of heaven, and I said unto the king, If it please the king, and if thy servant has found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me to Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchre, that I may build it. Six. And the king said unto me, The queen also sitting by him, For how long shall thy journey be? And when will thou return? So it pleased the king to send me and to set verse 7. Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letters be given to me, to the governors beyond the river, that they may convey me over till I come into Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which appertains to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Verse number nine. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king has sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. Verse number 10. When Sambalad the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? This is a very nice story. You see, if you, we had time, I was going to read them. Just reading the scripture alone should bless you. There's nothing like it. But here we read and we see that Nehemiah was not a manager, was not a prince, was not a king, did not have any position. He was the king's cupbearer. It's kings who have what it takes. Even when you look at what it takes, even for a servant, you know, the risk that this guy had to take because of others. You are served. In those days, you cannot serve a king and your countenance. 
you can easily die. Are you thinking of poisoning the king or what? But the, the burden of others, the burden for Israel, the burden for his brethren, his father's uh, house, and the people that were left in Jerusalem, the walls have been burned down. The people are in reproach, in great distress. That burden was upon him as though he, he is the president of the nation. Meanwhile, he was just nobody, slave in Babylon, serving a king as a cupbearer. But the burden that he had for others did not allow him to be himself. The burden he thought of others. This is how Nehemiah rose up to become one of the heroes that we record in the Bible. We don't see that uh, the Bible is telling us that uh, and God called Nehemiah and said, my son, my son, this day I have begotten thee. I'm going to send you to Jerusalem to build the world. No, no. He did not have a prophetic encounter. He did not see an angel, but he had a burden for others that made him rose from the ashes. Nobody became somebody because he thought of others. No, a servant, a servant who does not have any qualification, who is not paid, does not even have what it takes to cross over. But Bible said, when he heard it, he cried, he sat down, wept bitterly, confessed the sins of Israel. He said, we have sinned against you. Me and my father's house, we have not obeyed you. We've not followed the preachings of your pastor, your prophet Moses. The commandment and the statutes and the judgment, we have not. Pastor has preached. Many may have not followed. I have not had my quiet time. I have not prayed. I have not even done what is expected of me. But Lord, if you can use anything, here I am. Use me. If there's anything you can do for your church. Let me ask you. Is there no broken fence? Spiritual walls of your family is broken. The spiritual walls of your city is broken. The spiritual wall of, of your town, wherever. Many of us, even our, our nuclear family is not together. The extended family, there are com commotion, confusion everywhere. But it doesn't care. You don't care about it. It doesn't affect you. But I know somebody who did not have money, was not driving but was able to care enough that a nation was brought together because he had a burden for the nation. You are a Christian and your family is in tatter. Your family is scattered. Your mother is drinking. Your father is following a young girl somewhere. Your siblings are into drugs, into this. Can't you see your, the, the spiritual wall of your family is broken? Can't you think about others? Can't you do anything? Is everybody in your life saved? Can't you also rise up and cry? He cries, say, Lord, you said it by your servant. That when we don't obey you, we scatter us. But you said if we return, you will bring us back. Have you not returned to the Lord? You are the only person who can become a lifeline to the situation in your family. But many people don't think about others. You don't even, I'm not even talking about others from Adam. I'm talking about others that you know. 
others that you know, your own parents, your aunties, your uncle, the people that you say you love them. Some of us, our parents, saw things, worked their fingers out for us to be where we are. You are saved, going to heaven, but you don't know where your mother will spend eternity. You are saved, the person who you say you love. What have you done for her? Your siblings, are they forgotten ghosts? There's no one to help. I'm talking about how, how Nehemiah became famous because he taught about others. It is time, church, for you to think about others. A life of self-centeredness, everything about you will not take you anywhere. You, you cannot just plan your life selfishly. I just want to have a good life. I just want to travel here. No, you, you, it, that is not how life is. That is not what success is. Success is not how many cars you have. Success is not how big a house you, you, you stay in. Success is not how much money you have in your bank. Success is how you have allowed God to use your life to fulfill his purpose. God created you for purpose. Other lives depend on your life. Yeah. Like the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we say that who is Paul and who is Apollos? They are ministers by whom God saved, through whom we believe. You are a minister. You are a minister and life depends on you. There are people who will never go to uh, heaven unless you appear. There are people that I will never see. There are people that are in your world. They are not in my world. I cannot affect them. I don't know their name. Even if I want to help them, I, 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 our path never crosses. You are the only Jesus somebody will ever see. You must be the true reflection of Jesus wherever you go. His love, his mercy, his forgiveness. But some of us, we even laugh at unbelievers. We put our, ourselves holier than thou. I'm not like this uh, 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 publican. I fast once a week. I pay my tithe. I've stopped fornication. I don't drink again. No gambling. I do the right things. It is their problem. No. But Jesus has died for everyone that you see around. He will never die again. It is for me and for you to tell them of what Jesus has done. The burden that Nehemiah had, somebody who doesn't have money, somebody who was a king or a prince or influential, rose up from the ashes and built the, the walls of the city of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And don't think that, oh, it was easy. No. It wasn't easy. Bible said, when Sambalat and Tobiah heard that somebody is caring for the welfare of others. They were enraged. They were sad and they became uh, um, bitter. They rose up. That who is it that is coming to do the lives of others? Well, in the community, in the family, when you rise up to help these little children, you will see you will see aunts and uncles who will say that you cannot take these children to church. You cannot take them. But when they were going to taverns and club, no auntie and no uncle. 
when somebody rises up, so I'm telling you that there will be frustration. There will be people who will contend and oppose you for doing the right thing. And you need to overcome every one of it in order to bring the needed deliverance and the salvation. Hallelujah. Are you here? Nehemiah became famous. We read about him. We see his name in the Bible. We see his name in the Bible. When you read the whole book, the, the book of Nehemiah, everything over there is because a non-entity, a, a servant boy, a cup bearer, somebody who was not even in his own country, was a slave. You were educated. You are working. You are not a slave. You are not a servant. You are more than a cup bearer. You have everything. What you don't have is the burden. What you don't have is the burden for others. All you have is I, myself, and me. This selfish three. I, myself, and me. Where are you going with this selfish three? They will never get you anywhere. Even in business, people who have done well thought about others. Even in business, even if you wanted to get money, you would have, have, you would have to think about others. Yeah, thinking of others. Thinking of others is what will get you anywhere. Hallelujah. My short exhortation for you today is that the life that you are living must be about others. We have not, I'm sorry, if we gave you a false information and false impression and they don't tell you that Jesus saved you to save others. He saved that to save others. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter uh, five. I'm trying. Are you there? Second Corinthians chapter five. I'm sure we all know the verse number five, uh, seventeen. Can we read it together? One go. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold. All things have become new. Continue, 18. All, and all things are of God, who has reconciled us in, by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. 19. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them, committed unto us the word of... He has committed what? He has committed unto who? Who is us? Me and you who are born again. He's committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse number 20. Now then we are... No, no, no. Now then, pastors are ambassadors of Christ. Oh, sorry. Shepherds are ambassadors of Christ. Who? Reverend Minister. Does this include you? We. Who are the we there? Anyone who is born again. Now we are the ambassador. When you get born again, you are an ambassador. That is why when you read the Bible, the encounters that Jesus had with all the people, the miracles, 
the, the, the miracles are prophecies. They are prophetic. Are you here? Yeah. The, the miracle themselves have meaning. It's not just a miracle. The, it's a prophecy of a miracle. So when you look at the prophecy of the miracles, every miracle, when you look at it, you see that it says more than. Are you there? When you remember in uh, John chapter 4, the woman of Samaria, when she met Jesus, she had not read, uh, 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 what do you call it, Genesis to Revelation. She had not read all the scrolls. But when she had encounter, when she had encounter, she went into the city and called all. He said, come and see. There is difference between preaching the gospel and witnessing. There is difference between being an ev doing evangelism and witnessing. When you are witnessing, you don't even know, need to know the Bible. You are witnessing that, ah, I don't know. I don't know much. But I went to a church. It feels like my bad ways are changing. It feels like I'm becoming better than I used to do. I don't know what it is. Will you follow me? You also come and, and, and see. She went out and witnessed. And the whole town came after Jesus. Do you know what the people said? They said, now we believe not because of what you told us, but because of what you have heard. You may not even be able to preach, but you can witness. You can bid people, come, come and see. Come and see a church that I went to. When they preach, I understand the preaching. When they preach, I don't know. That is, when the dancing starts are dancing, something will be doing me. I don't know. Come and see. Come and see. Is it not the joy we are looking for in life? Is it not the happiness that we are looking? Instead of finding this happiness, we have been on high. High on something. High smoking something, drinking something, taking tablets. High on something, but never get there. Come and see. You can witness. You don't need to know from Revelation to Genesis. You don't need to know the whole of Matthew. All you know is that, look, I don't know what is happening to me. But I can see that I am a little different from who I used to be. And I feel that it's something that you also like. I cannot describe it. I cannot, but I, I'm fulfilled. There's some joy that's happening. Witness. Think about others. You are not the only one who is, was confused. There are people that if we don't go and we don't care, they will commit suicide. There are people that are about to break their minds with drugs. There's a father who will leave the wife. There's a wife who will leave the husband. There are children who are about to drop out from school. Unless me and you, we go and become the bridge through which God will intervene. Has your life not become better? I am not what I want to be, but I am better than what I used to be. And if that is your story, you can join me to go about schools. We want to go to schools, aunties and uncles. Let's have these school children that people are teaching to sniff uh, cocaine and to smoke all these things. Let's go and be mothers and fathers to them and turn them around for Jesus. The 
You are educated. You speak good English. You are employed. You, what you don't have is the burden for others. That is what is making your life empty. And nothing seems to be coming out of you. If only you can care. Show a little kindness. Show a, there's a song. How does it go? Show a little If you can show a little kindness. If you were in Nehemiah, you put your trousers on and put the belt on. And said, you know what? Let me take a stroll in the palace of Shushan. Because it's too bad for them. But me, God has helped me. No. But Nehemiah said, no. I cannot be here when my household, my family, my nation, my country, my community is broken down. How do I sleep and sleep? That is what happens. That is what happens. If we don't care, many lives will be destroyed. Hallelujah. But Bible says, Nehemiah, the king, you see, whatever you want to do, don't just do it. Be sent into it. There will be a backing. He did not have anything. He was helpless, hopeless situation. But Bible says, he cried. He wept. But he noticed that prayer is a weapon. He lifted up prayer. He prayed and said, oh Lord, give me favor before this man that I serve. Then he had good working ethics. His demeanor at work was perfect all time. Can you believe that the king was able to see for the first time when the guy was not well? Some of us, your face has always not been well. You, don't, you are not a good worker. Hey. We, your boss even doesn't want to look at your face. Hey. You are always moody, unprovoked. Hey. Your mood swings, mood swings. Sometimes you just go there and say, I don't want to talk to anyone. Today, I don't feel like talking to anyone. You can lock yourself in the room and say you won't come out. Why? I know someone. I also know someone. I'm preaching. You cannot use your mood to... Ah! People are dying. People are suffering. Little girls, little boys. So even as you are in church, there are little girls, 9 to 12 years. Some of them are having their... Says, no one, you can't, even if you don't know the Bible, can't you be a mother to show the person how to put on sanitary pardon? You expect me, the man, to do this. Hey. You expect me, the man. You say you can't think about others. Ah. A lady like you don't want to think. You see other ladies moving about. They are developing breasts, but they don't even know what is happening to them. Instead of showing them how to keep, keep themselves, how to dress and... You, you are moving as though there is only you in this world. Oh! Oh! What kind of life is this? These little ones. These little ones. One day, if you care for them, one day you'll be somewhere. You wouldn't even know. You said that there was a woman when I was young. She took me like her own daughter. She showed me what to do, how to... It, 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 why won't you want your life to be richer? Caring for others. Helping others. 
Why won't you invest your life into other lives? Why won't you? That's what I'm saying. Even our own family. Is the spiritual war of our family not broken? When was the last time you said you were going to fast and pray for your family? Your mother has, has not that fasting, but had to stop eating to give you money to go to school. You, you are born again. You cannot fast and pray for her. You, do you really love her? Don't be saying, Mama, I love you. And it is not true. It's not true. It's not true. From what we do and what you are not prepared to do, that should say that you don't care as much as you think. Do you think that God cannot use your prayers? A slave, car bearer, God heard his prayer, gave him favor before, before his supervisor, before his manager, before the king, before the boss. He said, I want to do this, but I don't have what it takes. Even I can, I don't have what it takes. If only you, the king, will send me to go and do it, then I will go. So, okay, I will say, what, what do you need? So, give me letters so that when I'm crossing, they will not uh, arrest me. When they know that I belong to you, they will allow me to pass through. And if you can also give them letters that they should cut timber for me. I, he, he did not have, uh, it's not like he had money at the bank. Everything he needed, he was negotiating. He was negotiating, pleading, talking to people. You, may, you don't need to have money. So if I get money, I will bless people. No, you don't need to get money. What you do without money will show us what you do when you have money. Without money, who have you helped? You can't help. Look, money comes in at that. You see, the building came up and all that. There was no, uh, what do you call it, one thing about money. Poor people use money as a means of performance. Everything that they are doing, uh, if they have not dressed well, say, I don't have money. They are not smelling good. I don't have money. Hey, I mean, what? You see, you, 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 somebody comes, it smells. So take care of yourself, sir. I don't have money to buy deodorant. You, you are smelling not because of that. You don't keep normal hygiene. You don't need deodorant in, in order to. If you bath twice, use lime to clean any place that sweat comes from. You wouldn't need anything, but poor person, instead of listening, we said, I don't have money. I have not dressed well because I cannot afford. Wash that one. Wash it well. And, and iron it. I'm saying that you don't need money to help. You don't need car to help. I'm telling you, even you not having it. So those shepherds who are doing well are those who have cars. No, it's not true. It's not true. I know some shepherds. I know leaders who walk with their members, and their members are happy. They are all walking and they are coming. They are all walking and coming. And I have also seen people coming alone in their cars. Don't tell me. There are people with cars, but they come alone. And others without cars, but people are following them. You will do good with or without. It's the burden you have for others. It's the burden you have for others. Let's learn from Nehemiah. Nehemiah. A servant, a slave boy, without any money, but with the burden, the heart determines it all. 
with a burden. He was able to do more than all the rich people. How do you even build your own house? Let's alone to think about building the wall of a city. It's a big, it's a big thing. Where will you get the money? Where will you get the money? You, you, should, you, you will think that, you know what? This is an uh, undoubted task. I don't even need to think. Let me, let, let me just concentrate and concern myself with my car bearing and being a slave. Hey, if I go and stand before the king, if I say something, I can easily be imprisoned. But those who did well, they took chances. Like Esther. Like Esther. He said, the king has not called me for 30 days. And if you go there and the king has not called you, you can easily die. But when it was explained to her, he said, I will take my chances. If I perish, I perish. I'm going to plead and speak on behalf of myself and my, my people. People who did well did not have what it takes, but they were prepared to go through what they have to go through for others also to have life. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why this modern day mothers that have come. When we were growing, our mothers will not eat and give us the, their food to eat. But today the mothers... They eat when the children are coming, they cover the food. The mothers who have come today. The mothers who have come today. See, when, when we were younger, when they serve us the food, we will look for where the meats and the fishes. Then we will eat it very fast. Because when you eat it very fast and you sit down, they are not eating. Your mom will ask you, why? Why are you not eating? Hey, let me see. Uh, your fishes, then he will take her fish and give it to you. Today, if you do that, you, you are joking. No mother care even for their own. Hey. Pastors. Pastors who don't care for others. We have forgotten how souls, souls come to Christ. Pastors are poaching members. Members who have been fed in churches already. There is no church growth anywhere. There's movement from one church telling stories about another church to get their members. Yeah, Nobody wants to go into the ocean and fish for the souls. But we specialize in making adverts and doing things that will attract people to move from their church into the new church. We don't care for others. But I predict that in this church, God is giving us grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's giving us grace to care for others. Amen. May you have burden for others. Amen. Ah, it will begin from your family. Amen. You will care for all of them. Amen. You will see yourself mentioning their names. Amen. Through the night, you'll be walking. You, you, you will shorten your sleep. How many of us? Even you see shepherds who have members. They don't have the discipline to wake up and to study the Bible so that they can explain salvation to their members. You see, some have members. For six months, the members are not stable. Because the members that are gotten born again, they don't understand fully what salvation is about. But for a shepherd to de de deny himself from the summary of your sleep in the morning, summarizing the sleep in the morning, waking up at dawn, sitting down, learning scriptures, 
learning verses, studying, so that you can explain why did Jesus die? Why do I need to be born again? Many people have questions that are not answered. You see, we gave you uh, 15 members. It became 13. From there, it was 11. Now it's left with six. Before you notice, it's left with you. Even you yourself, we are not sure. Even you yourself, we are not sure. If I ask you, why do you speak in tongues? It will be a problem. We are not prepared. You need to see others. These people that are coming, how can I help them? There are so much questions. There are so much questions. I think we should read the Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 5 as we close. Let's read it from NLT. Our, our time is up. Let's read it from the NLT as we close. Second Corinthians chapter. Yeah. Listen to this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 18. This means, what does being born again, do you understand? How many are in Christ? How many are born again? You speak in tongues. You've received Jesus Christ as your personal savior. We thank God. Mando, Kaba. We thank God. We thank God. But what does this mean? If any man be in Christ, it's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become. What does that mean? He said, this means. Where, where were we? Yeah, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Old life is gone. A new life has begun. Hallelujah. Somebody thank God for a new life. Okay. What does this new life mean? Continue. Verse 18. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. God has given every believer, every born-again believer, a task. What is the task? Re- so that's why I'm saying, I need to apologize. If I told you that when you get born again, everything will be okay, you will be healed, and you don't need to do anything. I'm saying it again, that when you get born again, you are supposed to join the task. Let my people go that they may say. Every born-again believer is given a tax. And God has given us this tax of reconciling people to him. It's not me that has given. If I am just reminding you of the tax that God has given all of us. In case you think that your pastor is using you. In case your mind is that your pastor is using you. Your pastor did not die for you. Because some people, that is the reason why you don't do whatever you are asked to do. But you have to answer to God. And God, not your pastor, and God has given us what? This task of reconciling people to him. Continue. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sin against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. 
What is this message? So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, come back to God. Others must come back to God. Others must come back to God. That is the task that God has given us. That is the task that God has given us. That is the task that God has given us. I tell you, every born again believer, there is only one task. There is only one reason why you have not gone to the heaven that is nicer. Why you have not been taken out of the earth. Why God has not found any reason to extract you so that you'll be in a place that there is no sin, there's no sickness, there's no, you wouldn't pay electricity. Look at your electricity bills. Look at your water bill. Look, look at your rent. Look at all the things that in heaven, better things you don't need to pay for. But no low shedding. Even no stage one. There's no low shedding at all. Bible says God himself will be our source of light. Hallelujah. But God has kept us in this difficult place. That the devil is also around. Why? Because he wants you to bring others. Then we forget about others. Then rather we are making it about having a smoother skin. Somebody, all your aim is that you want to have a smoother skin. You, you should see them when they finish bathing. They have mirror at the back and the mirror at the... You have made it about, I mean, having, having money, about fame, about power, about everything. Can I tell you something? No, but even if you want to be 120 years, you notice that at a point, you yourself, you notice that you, know, that you want to check out. Yeah. I had a grandmother who was very old, over 100 and something years. At a point, every day, in the afternoon, they need to bring her in on a mat to come and dry her in the sun. Every day, people will have to bring her. At a point, she was always crying that she wants to die. At a point, you need that you want to go. But there's eternity. Eternity is like billions and billions and billions of years. Can I explain something to you? Somebody said, what is it? Eternity. And one man of God explained it to him. He said, if you, you stand at the seashore, you take a grain of sand to be thousand years. All the sand is eternity. A grain of sand, sand like this, a particle, if it is thousand years, the sand in the whole is eternity. Wow. When will thousand years come? Count, he said, that is eternity. Forever. If one grain and you want to 100 or 120 years on this, you want to exchange it with eternity of hell. No, no, you wouldn't want to do that. Take a decision today. Save your life and save others. Wow. And as you do, God will bless your life. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he shine his face upon you. 
May others that are connected to your life come into the kingdom. May people avoid hell and come into heaven because of you. May your life be invested in other people's life. May other people's life become richer and better because you were there. May the Lord use you mightily. May the Lord bless you. May it be well with you. May others go to heaven because of you. May the Lord bless you and shine his face upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. Please, wherever you are standing, just close your eyes with me and just put your right hand on your heart and say, Lord, use me. Use me if you can use anything, use me. Let my life not be about only me. Let it be about others. I want others to benefit from your your, your death and your resurrection. You died a painful death. Your death should not be in vain. Lord, if you can use anything. I don't know much. I don't know much. But Lord, hey, I've read and I've heard that even in the Bible, you use donkeys. You use donkeys. That is how much you need people to use. If you could use donkey, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, yes. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, yes, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, yes, Lord. Take my hands, Lord, and my Oh yes, Lord, touch my hands. Touch my hands, Lord. Speak through me. Oh yes. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh, sing, sing it to the Lord. If you can, if you can use anything, Lord. Oh Lord, we are calling on you. This is our prayer. Oh, if you can use anything, Lord. Jesus, this is our prayer and this is our request. We've known and we've read and we've heard that you use even donkeys. Lord, if you can use anything, please use us. May our lives not be empty. The emptiness of our love and the shallowness of our faith, let it end today. That Lord, we will commit ourselves to caring and helping, serving others. Lord, if you could use a slave boy, a cupbearer, to save a, 
a generation, a nation to build your city and your church. Whatever you want to use us for, we lift our hands and we declare that we belong to you. Have your way in our lives. Let it not be about us. You created us for your purpose. Lord, may we, O oh God, apply ourselves to your will now and forever in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So with our eyes closed, if you are here this afternoon, maybe you've been coming to church or somebody invited you today, but you know, you know that if Jesus should come this afternoon, you will not go to heaven. You don't even understand what it means to be born again. But all you want to say is, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to perish in hellfire. I want to have eternity with Jesus. If this is what you are saying, you want to be prayed for. Pastor, pray with me and pray for me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be born again. Lift only your right hand wherever you are. If this is what you are saying, all eyes closed at this point. I'll pray with you. Lift it high above your head. Lift it high above your head. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray for me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be born again. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Yes. Lift it high above your head and we'll pray together. Father, behold every hand that is lifted. Lift it high. I pray for my brothers and I pray for my sisters. Lord, let the grace of God that brings salvation appear to everyone who has lifted their hand. Lord, even as you've done for us, is their turn and is their time. Let your grace, O oh God, come over them and let them receive, oh yes, that which transforms and regenerates our very uh, spirit in the name of Jesus. Now with your hands lifted, I need to pray for you. My sister, yes, move and come. Come, 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 come. You lifted your hand, come. My sister, come. Come, please. You lifted your hand, come. Come. From there. I want to pray with you. Quick. Come, come from the back. Come from everywhere. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you. sitting on the fence. There is no neutral place that I don't want hell, but I couldn't also go to heaven. No. No. If you miss heaven, you will surely be in hell. So if you are not sure, maybe you were once born again. Maybe you have even spoken in tongues before, but things have happened. 
God will restore this afternoon. Please, don't joke. If you are not sure, just move and come and be sure. Just move and come. Quickly, quickly. You were once born again, but so many things have happened. So many things have, you want to rededicate your life. Just move and join me here. Just move quickly. By the count of five, we will be praying. If you are not sure, quickly come. Quickly, quickly. One. One. Five people. I can hear five people. Two. Move and come. Don't look at the person on your left or right. The day you will die, the person may be alive and will change his or her life and go to heaven. God bless you. Three, come. Come from the back. Come from everywhere. By the count of five, we will be praying. You can't join any longer. If you are coming, move quickly. Four. And for the last time, five. If you are coming, quickly. God bless you. Quickly, from the back. God bless you. Move, move and come. Yes. Yes, you are the one I'm talking about. Come. You are the one I'm talking about. Your life will never be the same. Please, close your eyes and lift your two hands to the Lord. And say this prayer after me. Say with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. This afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I am sorry for all my mistakes. From today, I repent in the name of Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. You are the son of God. You died for me and you rose again. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I receive you into my heart as the Savior, the Lord, and the Master. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. From today, I am yours. From today, I belong to you. I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every one of us here. I pray that the grace of God that brings salvation will be our portion. In the mighty name of Jesus, let your power, let your glory. Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh yes, may we not be the same because of God of what you have done. May power change hands. Let everyone here receive the benediction. Let them know you. Let them love you. Let them walk with you until the very end. Lord, oh God, we pray that your mercies will continue. If there's any sickness, pain, condition in their lives, I rebuke it. I rebuke it. Let the season of freshness and newness of life begin even from now. May they never be the same because of what you've done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me. This decision that you've taken is the best decision you've taken all your life. The decision to go to school made us able to read and to write. The decision to work 
put food on our table. But this decision will take us to heaven one day and you will never regret it. Hallelujah. Yeah. We are going to give you a gift from our father, our prophet. There's a book he's written called Born Again, How to Avoid Hell. Amen. It's going to show you what has happened to you now that you are born again, okay, and how to continue the Christian race. And they will also pray with you. And after they are going to some wonderful people will serve you with something very nice where you are going. But the most important thing is the gift of book, okay, born again. So I will want us to uh, follow our sister. Yeah, our sister there, follow me. She's going to uh, pray with us. Can we please follow? God bless you. Congratulations. God bless you. God bless you. Let's follow. Let's follow. Let's follow. Oh, yes. Oh, let's, let's follow. Put your hands together. Put your hands together for them. God bless you. 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 Ma kabando ronde li bahata. Mo shabando ronde li bahata. Ronde li mahata bando ronde li bahata. Ronde, everybody lift your hands and begin to thank God for the lives of these wonderful ones. Father, we thank you and we bless you for the lives of these wonderful ones. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Now I pray for the rest of us that the burden that Nehemiah had will be our portion. Receive the burden to care for others. Receive the burden to care for others. So your family, your community, your nation, and all the people around you are in heaven. You will not hold your peace. Father, we thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.